Respected ulama kiram, elders and brothers, Allah has created various things in the dunya and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed properties within those things. Fire has got the property of heat, ice has got the property of being cold. Likewise, you will find certain foods are sweet, you know you're going to eat this food, it's going to bring sweetness in your mouth. Then certain things are bitter, certain things are sour, some things are beneficial for you, some things are harmful for you. This is the dunya. Some food they'll tell you, you eat this food, it's got this benefit. 
and you can improve your health by eating this type of food. And certain things they'll tell you, don't go near this, don't touch this. Now this is poison. Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also created properties in amal and in deeds. There are certain deeds that you will do that will bring down the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It will bring down the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It will illuminate your heart. It will create motivation within you. It will lift up your spirit. You will feel good. Because these are good deeds. They're creating nur and light within you. They're generating goodness within your home. And there are certain things that are dangerous. They are destructive. They're going to bring down Allah's wrath, Allah's anger. They're going to chase the farishtas away from you. A person speaks lies. The hadith says, إِذَا كَذَبَ a person speaks lies, then the farishtas, they run away one mile because of the stench that comes out from his mouth. A person reads Quran Sharif, then the farishta is coming and kissing his mouth and telling him, carry on reading, continue reading. Quran Sharif is giving out a very good fragrance. It's drawing all the positive energy towards you. It's bringing the angels towards you. And lies is chasing the angels away from you. So these amal sins are something that are very, very destructive, very dangerous. It can completely destroy you spiritually. It can destroy the burden from your life. It can take the burden out of your life. So many people that they were living very happy. Until the time they decided to get involved in some sort of sin. Perhaps they were warned about it. But they never took heed to the warning. But that was a point after which you saw that all the goodness in this person's life now has been lost. All the happiness has been lost. All the barakah has been lost. This man was regular in the masjid. Now he stopped coming to the masjid. You don't even see him anymore. What sin is like this? It's going to bring about deprivation. It's going to bring about serious consequences. So intelligent man, he understands this very well. He knows this is good for me and this is bad for me. I need to do what is good for me and I need to stay away from that which is detrimental and that which is dangerous. Intelligent man will never ask the question, Molana, is this a minor sin or a major sin? It's like asking, is this snake a big snake or it's a small snake? When you understand very well that even a small snake, the venom can kill you. The poison can kill you. It's like asking, someone tells you, you know, there's a fire in your house. So you tell a person, is it a huge raging fire or is it just a small fire? You won't ask that question because you understand the fire is dangerous. If you're going to leave that fire there, it's going to bring about destruction. That is a raging, maybe it's a small fire now. 15 minutes later, what is it going to become? Half an hour later, what is not taking no chances. Someone tells you, you know, at this food, there's some poison here. Even if there's a quarter percent chance that there's poison in that food, you won't eat it. All right, never mind. I'd rather get something else. I'm not taking a chance. Quarter percent chance that there's poison here. This COVID time, we've seen how paranoid people became. One friend of mine told me he was standing in the line to pay. And, you know, a long line, I had to go buy some groceries. So whether you did it intentionally or you really sneezed, 
the whole everyone moved one side. If you go first, it's fine. You pay it. You're not standing anywhere near you. One friend of mine, the traffic police stopped him. They asked him for his license. No problem, give me my license. But I just got my clearance from a doctor now that now I'm free of COVID. Thank you, it's all right, it's fine. Keep the license, all right, carry on. People got so frightened, which was something that was in their minds now, you know, imaginary thing. The enemies of Islam, they fooled us, they deceived us. There was a sickness, but it wasn't like the way that they made it. <laughs> On the contrary, people lived with patience and nothing happened to them because everything happened with Allah's permission. But what I'm trying to show you is where there is the slightest possibility of harm. People don't want it when it comes to sin, when it comes to haram. You know, there's a slight possibility. This is going to change your, your, your livelihood. There's a slight possibility. You're going to take this food home. It's going to impact negatively on your children. You don't want your children to become delinquents tomorrow. You don't want this thing to harm them. You don't want them to go off the, the straight path. Sin is something very destructive and very dangerous. The ayat which I recited now, wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Leave out apparent sins, outward sins, and inward sins. Now, generally, we only hear of the outward sins. Often you'll hear, you know, interest, you'll speak about alcohol, you'll speak about zina, you'll speak about eating haram, all these things. But there are certain inward sins also, sins of the heart, that are sometimes even more dangerous. Take a thing like pride. Now pride is such a subtle thing, Allah protect us all. But very few people in this dunya perhaps can even claim to say that they don't have pride. That two people who really don't have pride, they'll never make that claim because they're always afraid that maybe we do have pride. And they're constantly working on themselves. Now pride is such a destructive sin that pride dropped shaitan from Azazil and it made him shaitan. That's how bad. You know, shaitan, what a great person he was. Every single guy had a different name. His name was Azazil. He was very, very respected. The Farishtas, no start for the Farishtas. Some ulama explained that not a surface on this earth, no place on the surface of this earth that shaitan never made sajda. But pride, pride dropped him. Pride destroyed him. After so many years of ibadah, after being so great, that is something that we all have to be afraid of. That is why several places in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala is repeating this incident. Why Allah Ta'ala is repeating it? You watch out too. Don't think you someone now and you something and you became, you read somewhere. Till you don't leave with Iman, you've got no guarantee. You don't know what is going to be your future. Whatever you are, humble yourself. When you humble yourself, then instead of looking at other people's faults, you'll start looking at your own faults. So pride is destructive. Having a bad opinion about a Muslim, like how it's haram to consume alcohol, it's haram to consume tinzir, it's haram to have a bad opinion in your mind regarding another Muslim. Now what happens to us? We come out from the masjid, see one person, hey, that man there, watch out, he's a rogue. You know, this man here, he got this here. That person there, he got it at this. So, Rumi Rahmatullahi, what he says, that when we coming out and we sing people, then we sing snakes, we sing scorpions, our lives have become so negative. 
only negativity in your life. The other man is a snake. Listen. But now you start having a good opinion about people and you start looking at the good in people now. This man, he needs five parts. That man is very honest in business. This person has got this quality. Now you're seeing roses. Now you're seeing flowers. Now it's brightening up your day. Now there's only positivity. Because why? You've got a good opinion. So these are all the inward sicknesses, the sicknesses of the heart. There is one particular sin and a sickness that actually stems out of pride, which unfortunately most of us, we are caught up in the sin. And that is anger. You know, gussa. Anger is a very ex extremely dangerous thing. The words of Hazrat Jafar Sadiq Rahmatullahi, he said, al this anger is the key to every evil. This is the root to every evil. Person got anger. See, when you've got a physical sickness, you will never ever neglect it. If someone knows, you got stage 4 cancer. I don't know, I'm just going to carry on with my life. You know, there's something wrong with you. Go seek medical help right now. If there's something to get some treatment, you'll never neglect it. Why? Because you know, this is dangerous. Doctor told you all your arteries are blocked. You're walking outside, you have a heart attack and you can fall. You're going to neglect it. You're not going to neglect it. You're going to go and seek help. You're going to go to a professional. Why? Because your health means a lot to you. Your health means a lot. You don't want to take a chance. But if you want anger in you, I can tell you it's worse than stage 4 cancer. This is worse than all your arteries being blocked. Because anger will destroy your deen, it will destroy your dunya, it will destroy your akhirat. That may worst case now, the man will fall down, he'll pass away, finish inshallah, Allah Ta'ala will give him his rewards in the akhirat. But anger is going to destroy you here, it's going to destroy you there. Anger will destroy your relationships. Anger can destroy your marriage. How often don't you get this situation coming? Allah protect us all. Never should we look down at anyone because anyone can fall in it. You know? So don't ever at any point say, hey, how foolish this man is because it's only Allah's puzzle and grace that Allah protects us. Then the person says, and it, I think almost every Ramadan you get these cases. It comes after Ramadan. In the foot of anger, Allah I just released all three bullets. And I divorced my wife three times. What's the way out for me? Show me what can I do? What can you do? You should have sort, sorted this problem out before. In most instances, you'll find that the person who did this, he already had an anger problem. He acknowledged that he had an anger. I'm not talking about young boys after marriage. 40 years after marriage. 50 years after marriage. The grandfather. The man is a grandfather, he's a dada, he's got grandchildren. The house has become like a janaza now. Because Dada and Dadi are divorced. So I'm showing you how detrimental and how dangerous this anger is. That if you do not control your anger, and what can this lead to? Don't treat these things as life. They are very serious things. You need, you need help. You need professional advice. You need to go up to a person that's in this field and he will advise you what to do, a chef. You go sit in his company, maybe he'll tell your brother, do this, do that. In the past, people should go and sit in the company of Mashayat. Sometimes they should travel very far. I spend one month there. I'm going to spend two formations to reform myself. But now we don't need any self-reformation. You know, we all reached the very high positions. 
We are quite complacent with what we have. We have, you know, according to our people, we have reached the, the pinnacle of piety. We are the biggest buzurks now. So we don't need any, any help anymore. We don't need to seek any assistance anymore. You've got that pride in your heart. You've got that arrogance in your heart. You think you're someone. You've got hands about yourself. You can't even be people. Now you think to yourself, now I am someone, you know. Manjuman bigger than this. Who is like me in the dunya? That was what Shaitan thought. That's going to bring destruction. So respected friends, if a person's got a physical problem, he's going to reach out for help. So if he's got a spiritual problem, he also should reach out for help. And inshallah, if you're concerned and you want to make a change, Allah will bring the change in. But that's provided you want to make the change. But if you don't want to make the change, and you don't want to change anything in your life, then who is going to change you? Like a drug addict now, a person in a, in a denial state, who's going to help you? So we're speaking about this anger and how dangerous and how detrimental the anger is. One Sahari comes to Rasulullah and he tells Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, give me advice. Nabi Sallallahu tells him, La don't ever become angry. Whatever happens, two times he repeats the question. Nabi Sallallahu is telling him, don't become angry. Don't lose your temper. Don't lose your cool. Remember, it's possible that a person may become angry, but he's supposed to control his anger. It mustn't be <coughs> that he's becoming angry and he cannot control himself. So you have to hold yourself back. You have to be able to control yourself. If you're in a position where you can just blurt out anything, you can just say anything, then that is very, very dangerous. And in most people, in most cases, this is, this is the problem. The man just blurts out anything. I came to his business and uh, something happened, maybe some loss. Remember what is Muqaddar is going to happen. If a loss of million rand is supposed to happen, it's going to happen. You can't stop it. It was Allah's will. Allah gave it to you. Allah wanted to take it away from you. So the loss happened. But now the man lost his food. Now he lost his anger. Now he starts using language. Now he's swearing the stuff. What are you doing? Sheikh Saadi Ramadlali, in the written incident in his kitab, this kitab, Sheikh Sadi Ramatulali had prepared in India. I don't know if till now they do it, but maybe 20, 30 years ago, they would teach this kitab in the madrasa and they would make the students learn it on Pahat. Because a lot of lessons in it. The one was they were teaching them Persian, also the original kitab is in Persian. But Sheikh Sadi Ramatulali mentioned his house late at night. You know, pious person, Allah Wala, pious people that time, I be anything in the house. He's looking everywhere to find something. He can't find nothing. The rogue is getting frustrated now. Now, now in this time they'll wake you up and you know, now that time don't do all those things. So he's thinking now, hey, what a waste of time now. All my effort, I came here, broke into this man's house, can't get in. So the pious person, he looked at the city, he felt sorry for the rogue. So what he did, he had one blanket that he was sleeping with, took the blanket out and he threw it away. At least let this man take something and go. At least his heart won't be hurt. After that, Chet Sadi Ramatulali, he mentions this poem. He says, Shunidam kemardani rahe khuda, dile dushmanara na kardantam. I heard that the friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they don't hurt the heart of the enemies. They won't hurt the heart of the enemies. How can you get this position? You're reading long, long rakats of Dajjun. You're going to sitting in Yatikaf. You're going out in the path of Allah, chilla upon chilla. You're going for Hajj, you're going for Umrah. 
But bad dostah, let's kill our first to jump. But you're fighting with people around you all the time. Your brothers, your siblings, your parents, your children, your wife, you know, your children. People are fighting with the children. See, children are children, number one. You have to understand that. Number two, often when a child is not behaving correctly, one of the leading causes for that is the child feels that he's been neglected. So he's not getting enough attention. The father is not giving him enough love. So the child feels like that. His mindset is like that. His psychology is like that. Now this feeling of his, it's coming out in his behavior. But what the father does, he goes into a rage. Now he starts beating the child. He starts swearing the child. Now every time, the child becomes the target. You know, this child has no brains. You know, it's like a curse in my life. Worst child I got in the worst child in the dunya. You destroy your peace in the dark. All this negativity, what are you doing in reality? You are further scarring that child. Emotionally, you are now as though you are like strangling the child because he's already feeling a feeling of being unwanted. He's already feeling a feeling of being rejected. I'm like not wanted now. My parents are not giving me. Now you're supposed to be showing more love to that child. And if there is a reason to discipline, then there's a way for you to discipline that child. But the route that we are using, expected friends, until and unless we do not change our mindset and our approach and our attitude, there's no goodness going to come out. There's no goodness going to come out in our life. We have to change the way we're viewing things now. Like someone put it very beautifully. They said when you've got a problem with someone, then give them doses of love. If you give them doses of love, slowly, slowly, inshallah, there's hope that you get a situation. So someone asked, but if that doesn't work, then what should I do? So he said, increase the dosage. So this anger is something that is very, very detrimental. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala speaks about a personality that was known as Dhal Kifal. Ismail wal wal Kifal. So this Dhul Kifal, some tafsir kitabs have got an incident. In the time of Hazrat Yasa alayhi salam, Hazrat Yasa alayhi salam was the Nabi of the time and he became old. So he asked the people around him that see, I've got certain conditions and the person who can meet these conditions, then I want him to take over some of my responsibilities. Because now I'm old now and I cannot fulfill all these responsibilities. They asked him, what are the conditions? First condition is every day he must pass. Second condition is every night, whole night he must read Naman. Third condition he must never get angry. One person stood up, first day, second day, third day. Aside, I told him, you can take the post. See, people generally in this dunya, we all are desirous to get a post. But what you have to ask yourself, do you fulfill the requirements of that post or not? If you don't fulfill the requirements of that post, the best thing for you to do is just to walk away and say, Jazakallah, this is not enough. So this person is fulfilling this promise. You know, Dalkifal means... Like a man of responsibility. A man who will stand by his word. If he says something, he will do that. He will not move away from that. So shaitan comes. Shaitan is there. Oh, the shaitan is. Shaitan comes to the masjid. Oh, the subs he sees, you know, where there's places he come in between. And as you leave the masjid, shaitan is seen now. Rewards away. He came to the masjid, all the good deeds he did, all the rewards. He's waiting in your house there too. He's waiting to cause fights. With you and your wife, shaitan is there all the time. So shaitan comes in the form of an old man 
this is going to end for a problem, you know. Hazrat Yassa alayhi salam for a short period of time in the afternoon, a few hours that he sleeps. Whole night is awake. His sleeping time takes on to the form of an old man. My family are depriving me of long story. Eventually, he took his old sleeping time. So I said, come tomorrow morning. I will sit down, I will have like a pot, and you bring your case. Next morning, no sign of the man. Next afternoon again, he's there. Long story. Why you didn't come? No, they told me they'll give my rights, but they never give my rights. Second day, sleeping. But whole night, he's standing up in Ibadah. Whatever happens, please don't allow anyone to come. Now he has a knock on the door. What's the story? Why is the knock? There's no knock on the door from outside. The knock is from inside. Then he realized this was Shaitan. Shaitan was trying to make him angry, but he never got angry. He never ever got angry. And if you look at great imams, great people, as much as people told them, they taunted them, they did everything. They never lost their cool, they never became angry. So respected friends, this is extremely dangerous spiritual sickness, anger, which actually stems out from, from pride. Because you've got pride, you will have anger. Protect yourself, save yourself, remain silent. When you become angry, don't say anything. Recite A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitani Rajeem. Carry on reading A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitani Rajeem because anger is from Shaitan. If you're standing, sit down. If you're sitting, lie down. If that is still not helping, you go and make wudu. Some pious people go and read Churakat Samaj. Some rewires also say go and make ghusl. Have a part. Move away from that place. If you know now you're not going to be able to control yourself, Move away from that place, move away from that situation. Don't let anger get the better over you. Don't let anger destroy your life. Don't let anger destroy your health. People, when they get angry sometimes, they cannot sleep at night. And if you really know, and I would personally feel that many, many people have got this problem. First of all, acknowledge that you've got it and try to go for Sukhama, highest ulama, chefs of the time, people who will give you advice. And inshallah, if you make a concerted effort on yourself and on your heart, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will purify you of this evil melody and this vision. <laughs>
أما بعد فيا أيها الناس أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله فقد سبحانه وتعالى يقول وبقوله يهتدي المهتدون كل هذه سبيلي أدعو إلى الله على بصيرة أنا ومن اتبعني وسبحان الله وما أنا من المشركين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لغدوة في سبيل الله وروحة خير من الدنيا وما فيها وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من عاد مريضا أو زار أخله في الله ناداه مناد بأنطبت وطاب ممشاك وتبوأت من الجنة منزلا وقال تبارك وتعالى وأما من خاف مقام ربي ونهى النفس عن الهوى فإن الجنة هي المأوى وقال تبارك وتعالى إن الذين اتقوا إذا مسهم طائف من الشيطان تذكروا فإذا هم مبصرون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق المحارم تكون أعبد الناس وقال عبد الله بن المبارك رأيت الذنوب تميت القلوب ويرثك الذل إدمانها وتركك الذنوب حياة القلوب وخير لنفسك عفيانها فيا معسر الإطوان والعلن وذر الفواحش ما ظهر منها وما بطن واعلموا أن الدنيا خلقت لكم وأنتم خلقتم للآخرة وما هذه الحياة الدنيا إلا متاع الغرور بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات وذكر الحكيم أقول قول هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائل المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعطيما فإنه لا يدر إلا نفسه ولا يدر الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على سيدنا محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأصدقهم حياء عثمان وأقضاهم علي وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة رضوان الله تعالى عليهم وعن كل الصحابة أجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا دينا إلا قضيته ولا مريضا إلا شفيته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويفرتها يا أرحم الراحمين عباد الله 
رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن فاحشدكم لعلكم تذكرون وقال تبارك وتعالى فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد إياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غساء أحوى فنقلبك فلا تنسى إنه الجهر ومن يغفر ولو يسرك الإسراء فذكر أفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يذكر الكبر ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يتزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلي بل تكسرون الدنيا والآخرين في الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله سمع الله لمن الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس له 